Amen. All right. We want to conclude our teaching on winning attitudes today. We've been studying the past two months on the subject, success is your birthright. Somebody says, success is my birthright. And we have understood by now that success is defined as discovering God's purpose for your life and fulfilling it. Hallelujah. I want us to turn to the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Hallelujah. Are you in Joshua 1 verse 8? It says what? Let's all read it together. It says what? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall what? Meditate upon it day and night, and you shall observe to do all that is written therein. Then you shall make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Amen. Brothers, let's pray. Father, speak to us today through your word. We arrest every power of darkness that will hinder our blessings today. Give us understanding. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. So the scripture we just read says that God's desire for each one of us is that we should become successful. God says we should have good success. Everybody say good success. Only God can show you how to have good success. Sometimes we see people in the world who seem to be successful, but it takes time to see that it was not a very good success. The world evaluates success in how much money you have, how much assets you have, what position you occupy, but in reality, you will meet people who have a lot of money, they have a lot of property, they occupy high positions in society, but they are not happy people. Good success is that which makes you fulfilled in life. The reason why the highest amount of drug addicts are wealthy people is because money does not give you true joy. So people work hard and earn a lot of money and put it into drugs because they are not happy. They're looking for true fulfillment, true joy, and they realize that their money couldn't give it to them, so they tend to alcohol to see whether they could get through joy there. The, the alcohol never gave them. They tend to chase in a lot of women to see whether they would get fulfillment there. They never get it. They tend to drugs. They never get it. Then they tend to occultism, and they keep running around. But true fulfillment only comes from God. It comes from discovering God's purpose for your life and fulfilling it. Amen. And when you do that, when you discover God's purpose for your life, the Bible said in Joshua 1, 8, that the word of God shows you principles that you must apply in your life. When you apply them in your life, you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So success is our responsibility. God has done his part by giving us his word. The word of God is not a book that is intended to make you unhappy, that is boring, that is full of laws that makes people uncomfortable and makes people's life burdensome. No, the word of God is a book full of life's principles that will make your life successful when you put them into your life. Hallelujah. But we saw that 
For principles to work for you, you need to have the right attitudes. Everybody say attitude. Right. Attitude means your mindset, your philosophy, your worldview, your viewpoint, your mentality, your orientation. For principles to work well for you, you need to have the right attitude. So we've been looking at seven important attitudes. The first one is integrity. The second one is generosity. The third one is humility. The fourth one is self-discipline. The fifth attitude is resilience. The sixth attitude is confidence. Today, we're doing the last one, which is excellence. Everybody say excellence. All right. Everybody say excellence. Now, excellence is a very important attitude every successful person must have. Just like all the other attitudes that we have studied, excellence is a very important attitude. If you don't have it, principles won't work very well for you. Because excellence helps you to really define greatness properly. Excellence helps you to define success properly. Excellence helps you to define achievements properly. Excellence helps you to define wealth properly. Because all the things I've just mentioned, they are not specific descriptions. Wealth is relative. Somebody's definition of wealth is one million Ghana cities. If somebody can have that, somebody can have more than that. I heard of a man who went somewhere and found a sack full of money. Now, this is a poor man who never had money so much. And carried a sack of money into his room and hid it under bed and slept. Every 10 minutes he wakes up to see whether the money is still there. He kept waking up and sleeping, waking up and sleeping. By dawn, he said, what is this? What is this that I brought into my room now? I can't sleep. So he took the money and took it back to where he found it. He said, it's better for me to be poor and have good sleep. So there are people who cannot handle money beyond a certain amount. So excellence helps us to really define success properly. So what is excellence? Excellence is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as highest quality. Quality of the highest standards. Extremely exceptional in quality or standard. Excellence also means best of the best. Best of the best. That means when you think you have seen the best of all time, then another performance shows up and you realize that this one is above the best you thought you've ever had. That is excellence. So when we talk about excellence, we are talking about quality of the highest standards, whether it's of somebody's performance, a people's performance, whether it's a product, anything that we can think about, we look at the highest standards. That is excellence. Hallelujah. One thing you realize is that God is a God of excellence. One of the names of God is El Elyon. El Elyon is a Hebrew word which means the most high God. Most high means that God occupies the highest height. There is no position higher than God's position. So God doesn't have any place to look up. He's always looking down. That's excellence. The most high God. Hallelujah. In the book of Psalm 8 verse 1, 
The Bible says that, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. God manifested his glory to reveal his excellence. Everybody say excellence. David was talking about God and he said, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Psalm 150 verse 2 says that, praise him for his mighty works. Praise God according to his excellent greatness. You can think of greatness of any magnitude on earth. There is somebody who is the most excellent when it comes to greatness. His name is Jehovah. Hallelujah. So God is a God of excellence. Everybody say God is a God of excellence. Now, because God is a God of excellence, he created all his children to be excellent. God's desire for his children is that they should excel. Whatever you do as a child of God, God wants you to be excellent in it. Amen. So, if you read the book of Philippians 2, verse 9, the Bible says that when he sent his only begotten son into the world, he gave him a name that is higher in authority and power than any other name on earth. Hallelujah. God gave Jesus a name that is above every other name. Why did God do that? Because he wants his children to always excel beyond the ordinary. Hello? Yeah. Political, religious, or every other leader you can think about, the number one is Jesus. More songs have been written about Jesus than anybody else. More books have been written about Jesus than anybody else. That is excellence. If you talk about the greatest human being that ever lived on planet Earth, the first you think about is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God sent Jesus into the world as a person of excellence, when Jesus comes into your life, when you give your life to Jesus, one thing I believe he wants to do in your life is transform your life from ordinariness, from mediocrity, from average to excellence. Somebody say amen to that. The opposite of excellence is average. <laughs> average people are happy with good. They never strive for the best. You see, you can be good, but that won't take you far. We'll see, we'll see it soon in the Bible. You can be good. Oh, he said he's good in that. He's good in um, hairdressing. That won't make you rich. Hmm. Oh, he's a good singer. That won't, that won't make you rich. Oh, he's a good artist. He's a good journalist. He's a good lawyer. Good is average. The people who make the news, the people who shake and move things, they don't stay at average level. They always strive to be the best. And that is what God wants you to be. Look at the life of Jabez, 1 Chronicles 4.9. The Bible says, Jabez was more honorable than all his brothers. Let's look at it in Amplified Bible. He was more honorable. That means that 
in the family, if we talk about the number one person, the number one man, Jabez was honorable above his brothers. Hallelujah. That means he was more prosperous. He was more intelligent. He was more successful. He was more accomplished than the rest of his brothers. That is God's desire for us. Somebody say amen to that. If you read verse 10, you will see that it is God who blessed him like that. The mother called him Jabez because his father was not there at all. His father was not there, so his mother called him Jabez. And Jabez was not a good name. Hello? It was not a good name. Jabez means sorrow. It means shame. It means pain. Hallelujah. But Jabez got closer to God, began to serve God, and began to pray, and God lifted him up. Job chapter 1, we will see in the life of Job. Job chapter 1 from verse 1. The Bible says that there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil, and there was born to him seven sons and three daughters. He possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very great body of servants, that means employees. So that this man was what? The greatest of all the men in the East. Hallelujah. He was not among the number while the saints go marching. He stood out. Excellence means you stand out. Excellence means you are in a class where ordinary people can never enter. He was the greatest. And that is God's desire for us. In everything that you do, God wants you to come to that place. Hallelujah. Jesus was teaching the disciples one day, and this is what he taught them. He said, if someone asks you to go one mile, go with him how many? Two. Go with him two. Two miles. In other words, Jesus was saying, Matthew 5, 41. When someone compels you to go one mile, go with him what? Two miles. Amplified. Give me amplified. Let's look at it from all the different Bible versions. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. My understanding of this scripture is that don't meet people's expectations. Exceed their expectations. Exceed their expectations. That is excellence. Excellence is when you are not just doing what people say is good. But you do beyond what they say is good until they open up their mouth and say, wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anyone asks you to go one mile, go with him too. So excellent people are not just thinking about pleasing the ordinary, ordinary people. Excellent people are not just thinking about meeting people's expectations. Excellent people want to always do beyond what is good. Amen. The next thing we'll see about excellence is that excellence announces itself. Hello? Because it is scarce. The world is filled with more average 
performance than excellence. So excellence does not hide. There is so much ordinariness in our society. There is little excellence. So excellence does not hide. No matter how much you try to hide it, it will be noticed. Excellence doesn't advertise itself. <laughs> if you need to advertise yourself to be noticed, you are not excellent. If you need to blow your trumpet for people to, to get attention, you are not excellent. <laughs> Hallelujah. Excellent people are sought for. They are pursued because it is easily noticed. We'll read 1 Samuel 16. Saul said, provide me a man who can play well and bring him to me. So, there is vacancy. Hallelujah. Then one of the seven answered and said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing. Now, where was David at that time? We'll see it soon. We'll see it soon. One man said, I have seen. Everybody say, I have seen. When you become excellent, people will see it. If you are not, no amount of noise will make people think of you like that. I have seen a son of Jesse. He is skillful in playing a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. That is somebody's CV. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, Saul did what? Send. Excellent people, they send for them. Hello? If you need to bribe your way, <laughs> you are not excellent. You know by now who Saul is, right? The head of state, the king of Israel. He sent messengers to Jesse and said what? Send me your son. Where was he? Taking care of sheep in the bush. David was not in town. David was not in town. He was in the bush. Excellence does not hide. Turn to never and tell him, my brother, excellence doesn't hide. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One thing that can shoot you to the top is excellence. Because when you have it, it doesn't matter where people put you, where the devil put you, you will come out. Hallelujah. Yeah. He said, I don't care where he is. They may call him Bushman. Me, I want him because I have heard that there is something he has that I need. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what people call you today. In fact, it doesn't matter where you are staying now. Your environment may look like bush. But that doesn't determine your future. And your environment may look like palace. It doesn't mean your future will be palace. Hello? Yeah. Do you know that this story was the beginning of David's journey from the bush to the palace? Because excellence people only perform in great places. Hallelujah. Send me your son. 
That means King Saul was willing to pay any price. Hello? Excellence doesn't hide. I want to say today that whatever you believe is your gifting and your calling and your purpose. God doesn't intend for you to be average in it. Amen. If you believe your calling and destiny is teaching, I want you to know today there are teachers who are wealthy, but they are not average teachers. If your calling is to be an accountant, I want you to know there are accountants that are millionaires. Those ones, they send for them like this. They are excellent in their work. Every profession you can talk about, there is the multitude that is ordinary and average. And poor people patronize the average. If you go to a restaurant that is average, you only poor people you see there. Hello? Wow. So when you are poor, you patronize average. The moment you start getting money, you develop a taste. May God prosper you. For instance, for instance, if you had all the money in the world right now to buy yourself a phone, I'm not talking about you are managing your money to buy a phone. You have it more than enough. All you want is a phone that you want to use. Which one will you go for? Talk to me. Now, why will you go for an iPhone instead of a Nokia? Why? Talk to me. Why? The quality, right? Quality. So, when you decide to be excellent in what you do, you raise your standard of income. Hello? Let's look at the rewards of excellence quickly. The rewards of excellence. Amen. The rewards of excellence. Number one. Number one. Excellence brings uncommon favor. Let me say it here. Prayer can give you favor. But there are some favors you'll never get through prayer alone. So whilst you pray, think about this. Hello? Hmm. Because prayer can give you a favor, but prayer cannot sustain that favor. Prayer can open a door for you, but it is your performance that determines whether the door should keep opened or not. Hello? In Genesis 41, we see uncommon favor manifesting the life of one man. His name is Joseph. Up until this time, there is nowhere you will read that somebody became great by interpreting dreams. Hello? So, Joseph could have easily despised his gift and say, nobody gets rich through this. Unfortunately, that is what is happening in our society now. They tell you, if you want to be rich, work in the bank or work in an oil company or where else? Be a lawyer, be a doctor. <laughs> if your passion is to be a driver, you will scarcely get somebody who encourage that. Hello? But go find out the people who drive the president of America, find out where they live. <laughs> find out their paycheck. And you will realize that 
Some of them are more prosperous than an average doctor in Ghana. Just driving. Joseph realized that he had a gift. And what was it? Ability to properly interpret the dreams that he has or other people have. So he developed it. He went through the most difficult environments when he was growing up. At one time, he was a slave. The other time, he was a prisoner. So he never had the comfort of life. And that is why you don't have an excuse to be mediocre, to be average. Environment does not determine your excellence. It's your attitude. Excellence is an attitude. It's an attitude. It doesn't depend on what you are now or what you have. You may have nothing. But when you commit to finding where you excel, what you are gifted in, and you decide to develop it. Hello? Right. And that is what Joseph did. Until one day, and you know, I like one good thing about life. A day will always come for the excellent people. And excellent people don't need thousand opportunities. All they need is one. And then they make it once. Genesis 41 verse 38. Listen to what the king of Egypt said. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. And Pharaoh said to his servants. And when he says servants here, he's talking about the people who worked for him. The palace staff. Can we find such a one as this? A man in whom is the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has showed you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise like you. King Pharaoh said, Joseph, before you came, I thought I had the best. When you appeared, I realized there was something more than the best. Hallelujah. May that be said about you. I said, may that be said about you. Amen. Amen. No matter what you do, there is a high demand for your gift. Whether it is cooking, whether it is just hairdressing, there is a high demand for the excellent ones. Hello? And when you are excellent, you get favor. You get favor that is not common. Hello? Because Joseph is an alien in this country. He's not a citizen. Are you here? Number two, he's an ex-convict. He's a prisoner. Now, when you look at all the odds that were against Joseph, you will see that he doesn't deserve any good treatment from the king. But excellent performance will brush aside every order that is against you. He said, there is no one wise and discreet like you. 40. You shall be over my house. In other words, I give you appointment immediately. And your appointment is that this palace, you are now the boss. He said, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. You have become the executive of government. 
in the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. He said, only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Do you understand that? It means that I am the ceremonial head of state now. You are the executive. On the throne, I'm greater. But when it comes to ruling you, anything you say, just say, don't worry, it is done. Are you here? Number two, he's an ex-convict. He's a prisoner. Now, when you look at all the odds that were against Joseph, you will see that he doesn't deserve any good treatment from the king. But excellent performance will brush aside every odd that is against you. He said, there is no one wise and discreet like you. 40. You shall be over my house. In other words, I give you appointment immediately. And your appointment is that this palace, you are now the boss. He said, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. You have become the executive of government in the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. He said, only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Do you understand that? It means that I am the ceremonial head of state now. You are the executive. On the throne, I'm greater. But when it comes to ruling you, anything you say, just say, don't worry, it is done. Now, listen to me. For a king to talk like that after meeting somebody for just the first time, that means he was overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed by the dexterity, by the quality of Joseph's performance. He was like, wow, is this a human being? This is more than a human being. Hallelujah. Excellent people enjoy uncommon favor, even without praying for it. They enjoy uncommon favor. Somebody say uncommon favor. Hmm. May God favor you. But it doesn't come when you are average. Next one. Excellence rewards people with promotion. Elevation. Excellent people are always on the top. They are never down. And do you know what my Bible said? It said the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. My understanding of that scripture is that he will give me grace to be excellent. Because if I'm not excellent, I cannot be the head. You can't be mediocre and be the head over excellent people. If I hear yourself, your conscience will tell you you are the wrong place. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall be above and not beneath. The only way this will happen is when you are excellent. Excellent people are always at the top. Let's read Daniel chapter 6 and let's see another man in a foreign land. Daniel was a Jew, an Israelite, who was captured during the war and transported to Babylon. Babylon is today's Iran. Foreign land. But the king doesn't care whether someone is a foreigner or someone is a native. All he cares about is quality. I want the best of services. If somebody can give me the best of services, I'll pay for it. That's the king's mindset. And, and let me say it is, that is the mindset of all wealthy people. Wealthy people don't care who is delivering the service. 
wealthy people are concerned about the quality. So in Babylon, Daniel began to work in the palace. Do you know how he began to work in the palace? Because the first king, Nebuchadnezzar, found out that Daniel was very intelligent in matters that had to do with wisdom, life complications. So Daniel worked for Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel worked for Nebuchadnezzar's son, Belshazzar. And then Daniel worked for the third king, Darius. He was relevant in three successions of government. But let's look at what happened here. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps. When I say satraps, it means governors. Hello? To be over the whole kingdom. They had 120 governors in the kingdom. Verse 2. And over the 120, he appointed another three governors whom the 120 will account to. Of the three, Daniel was the first. Amen. Verse 3. Then this Daniel from verse 2, the Daniel of verse 2, hello, was what? Distinguished himself above the other two governors, all right? He distinguished himself above the governors and satra because of what? An excellent spirit was where? In him. All right? But we haven't finished. And the king thought of what? Setting him over the whole kingdom. The king was observing the work of all the governors, the supervisors. And he realized that, oh, the three, they were good. All the three were good. But Daniel stood out. Excellence brings promotion. If you are excellent, you will soon find yourself climbing the ladder. Without lobbying for it. Without maneuvering for it. Hello? The sad thing that many people do is that instead of working on themselves to become excellent, they spend all their time maneuvering. Hide somewhere and work on yourself. I don't know what you want to do in life. If it's business, it doesn't matter where you start. The first Apple computer was manufactured in a garage. I see you prosper. I said, I see you prosper. Amen. Daniel distinguished himself. What did he do? He worked on himself. He worked on himself. He, worked, he realized this is what I am good at. So what are you good at? Because everybody is good at something. Don't take as your profession something you are not good at. Because that is the first step to poverty. Don't take as your lifetime career something you don't excel in, something you are not good at, you are not gifted at it, you don't have any natural flair for it. I mean, you are just struggling there. The third reward of excellence is what? Financial prosperity, right? Rich people pursue excellence, excellent performance. If you want to be rich, be excellent. If you want to be rich, be what? Excellent. Proverbs 22 Verse 29. Then we also read Daniel chapter 5. We'll read Daniel 5 verse 12 to 16. Okay, let's read Proverbs 22 verse 29. I want to read it in New King James, NLT, and Amplified. Are you here? Let's read it together, everybody. Ready, go. Do you see a man? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Mm. A man who what? Excels in his work. He will never work for broke people. He will never work for broke people. 
<laughs> I'm not the one saying it. It's Bible that is saying it. So if you're an excellent tailor, poor people won't come to your shop. Because they will say, oh, that place for high class people. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm not poor. Somebody say, I cannot be poor. Somebody say, I'm blessed. All right. Right. If you are excellent, you will work for kings or people at that level. So you can decide to be excellent or mediocre. You choose your level of income. You choose your level of income by how you perform. Daniel 5, verse 12 to 16. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm going to prosper. Mm. Amen. I said, Amen. Man, I mean, to do well in life is not one year of, or three months. You know, these days, I see Bible school, three months. Hey, if any Bible school, three months with certificate, you pastor, why won't you be poor? <laughs> you will turn yourself to become a comedian. Because there are a lot of preachers that are doing comedy in church. No impact. But there are preachers that are touching people's lives and changing the world. Hallelujah. That's why the only pastors I have been able to train successful are people who are patient. But I don't rush people to become pastors. You stay there for a while. Human life is precious. Human life is precious. And it is so in everything. Every career. I was reading a book that talked about um, people who are called master chefs. Master chefs, they study catering for about 14 years. I said, this one is too much. But these master chefs, they cook in restaurants that are not common around the world. Master chefs can get orders like the special events in the White House. Let's say G20 summit is coming on. All the food of all the 20 presidents that are coming, come and then organize it. Man, man, that's a lot of money. <laughs> but it takes time to become excellent. It takes a lot of work. But when you become excellent, all the time you spent working on yourself will begin to produce results. And one of the results you produce is that you will become wealthy. You don't work plenty before you get a lot of money. One contract is enough. One job offer is enough. One preaching appointment is enough. <laughs> I'm talking to myself now. <laughs> yeah. One preaching appointment a year. Because... If we talk about great man of God like Dr. Otabel, preaches on all the world platforms, America, Megafest, in Europe, IGOC, International Guardian of Champions, in Africa, um, Holy Spirit Conference at Redeem Camp, Dr. Otabel preaches in all, preached at Shiloh, preached at all the world conferences, speaks, and he doesn't sweat, cast out demons, shout, kick people, no. One hour preaching, excellence produces prosperity. I read a biography of one great artist called Pablo Picasso and another guy called Vincent van Gogh. Van Gogh was a Dutch. Picasso was a Spanish artist. One painting of Picasso or van Gogh is $100 million. I mean, painting on a canvas. You know what I mean? The one we hang on the wall. $100 million, one painting. Yeah. $100 million. I'm not joking. Go and find out. Today I came to challenge you. You can't be poor. 
when you know what you have to do. And don't let people box you in mediocrity. Don't let people box you into average. You can become the best you can be if you make a decision. It all starts with your mindset, your mindset, your attitude. Come out from your comfort zone. Come out from being a local champion. And think global. Think world class. Because there is something in there within you that can bless you. That can bless you greatly. Hello? Hello? It can bless your life. Cristiano Ronaldo makes 288,000 euros a week. In one week. Playing football. Which we like to watch. Don't we like to watch it? I read this last week. Lionel Messi makes $18 million in a year on adverts. Not football, though. Adverts. Advertising for blue chip companies like Adidas. Yeah, yeah. That is what excellence can do for you. Advertisement. <laughs> adverts. Hello. There's a film actor called Mel Gibson. There's another one called Tom Cruise. These actors, every movie they act, they make $20 million. One movie, not the whole lifetime. One. <laughs> but there's one young guy that is making news all over the world. All the world news stations are talking about him. He's never acted a film all his life. The first film he acted, he won an Oscar. And Hollywood is pursuing him. Hello? Somebody say excellence. When you are excellent, you'll be rich. Daniel 5. Uh, let's read verse 11 so that we can understand it. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. Like, people were saying, Daniel is a wizard. It's like the wisdom he has is beyond human level. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief of the magicians, chief of the astrologers, chief of the Chaldeans, and chief of the soothsayers. Praise God. Excellent will never put you under. It only put you on top. If you're not excellent, you're always worried which people are coming around. When they start mentioning big names, you get frightened. If you're excellent, big names don't, don't worry you because when they bring all of them together, you'll still find yourself up there. Because in those times, all the kings made sure that their palace, they gather the best among all these people who can help them. Spiritualists, the best of them, they put them in the palace. Diviners, occultists, astrologers. Astrologers are scientists that read the stars and make predictions. Daniel too was there, but he was the boss. Verse 12, in as much as what? An excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting of dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel. Look at the, the guy. The guy could handle complicated issues. <laughs> that is what we are talking about. He could solve riddles. Whom the king named Belshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he will give you the interpretation. There was a problem. And they were looking for somebody to solve the problem. And they couldn't get anybody to solve the problem. And then this woman came, who was the mother of the king, and said, when your father was alive, there was a guy. Send for him. Verse 13. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. Excellent people always stand before kings. 
Hallelujah. Then the king spoke and said, Are you that Daniel who is one of the captives of Judah? In other words, he was a stranger. He was supposed to be slave. Hello? Verse 14. I have heard of you. Wow. May they hear of you. Only when you are excellent. That the spirit of God is in you and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. 15. Now, the wise men, the astrologers have been brought in before me that they should read this writing and make known to me its interpretation, but they could not give the interpretation of the thing. 16. And I have heard of you that you can give interpretation and explain enigmas. Now, if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, what will happen? You shall be clothed with purple, and have a chain of gold around your neck. And you shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Wow. Money has come. He was hiding somewhere. Problem arose. And they went for him. You know, money is not a mystery. Money is the reward you get for the problems you solve. How much you earn now is a reflection of the problem you are solving. You can increase how much you earn by developing yourself better than you are now. You can increase your income. Tend to them and tell you, you can increase your income. Yeah, you can increase your income. How much do you earn in a month? Praise God. The last reward of excellence is influence. Everybody say influence. All right. First Kings chapter 4. Let's look at that quickly. I want us to pray and close. Amen. First Kings 4 verse 30. Does Solomon's wisdom excel the wisdom of all the men of the East? When they talk about the East, it's a place for wise men. You know, when Jesus was born, the Bible said, wise men came from where? The east. So it is noted, during the Bible days, the Arabian lands were placed for wisdom. But there arose a king called Solomon. The Bible said, his wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. Why? Because Egypt was the superpower at that time. Hello? Verse 31. For he was wiser than all men. Than Ethan, the Ezraite, and Haman, and Charcoal, and Dada, whatever. And his fame was in all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs. And his songs were 1,005. Mm -hmm. Also, he spoke of trees from the cedar tree of Lebanon, even to the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He spoke also of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish. Hello? He had time to study into these things. To advise people about plants, and animals, and even fish. It takes studying to do that. People say, Solomon, we just jump from God and enter his head. No. Read the book of Proverbs, you'll find out. God gave him wisdom. But he had to still work and develop it. And men from all nations, from all the kings of the earth, who heard of his wisdom, came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Excellence gives you influence. Hello? Solomon in his day was a world influencer. Because all the kings of the world came for advice from him. 
if you read chapter 10, we don't have time to read chapter 10, but you see the queen of Sheba traveled from Arabia to Solomon. And when we calculate the amount of gold and wealth brought as a gift in reward for the advice that Solomon gave him, man, it will blow your mind. Because all the kings that came to see Solomon, they did not come empty-handed. They came with gold. We came with resources. Solomon was very rich because of his wisdom. So if you want to be rich, that's a good way to become rich. It's not an easy way. I'm not going to promise you excellence is not an easy road. That's why the majority are treading the path of mediocrity. But if you are excellent, you make influence. Significant influence. Lifetime influence. Even after you are dead and gone, your impact continues to speak. Let's close with a big question. How do you develop influence? How do you develop influence? Number one, commit to excellent practice everywhere and every time. Two, do not accommodate little mistakes. Avoid saying it doesn't matter. Mediocres will tell you, oh, it is, uh, it's nothing. It's just a small mistake. It doesn't matter. I have realized in life, big mistakes is an accumulation of plenty little, little mistakes. So the more little mistakes you tolerate, you will soon graduate into a big mistake, which will damage you. Hello? I'm talking about mistakes in your performance, not in your character. Because in your character, you will make mistakes. Hello? But in your performance, in what you do in life. The next one, number three. Refuse to be complacent in your performance. Don't let little success make your head swollen. Hello? Hello? Dr. Mas Moro said the greatest enemy of progress is success. The moment you think, yes, I have arrived, you will fail. Excellence is never complacent. It's always, you know, pushing to do more. To do better. Next one. Associate with excellent people. The people you hang around most influence you. Number six. Set challenging goals for yourself. Push yourself. One thing I realized that excellent people were never made by the people. Because most people around you will never demand excellence from you. Most people around you are okay with average. So if you don't know how to push yourself, how to drive yourself, how to put demand on yourself to excel, you, you can't be. Sometimes in your effort to even push yourself, people will tell you you are just worrying yourself too much. It's okay. You have people tell you it's okay. This is good. And they will tell you, even look at me. I have not even reached your level. Hallelujah. You need to set challenges goal for yourself. Set goals that challenge you. That push you. That put demand on your gift. That make you not sleep comfortably and eat comfortably. Goals that make you wake up when everybody is sleeping. Hello? Yeah. Next one. Improve on your performance through constant training and repeated practice. Excellence is a result of constant repeated practice. Anybody who is not committed to repeated practice will never be excellent. No matter what you do, no matter how gifted you are. You can't be an excellent singer when you sing once a while. If you want to be an excellent singer that will be on the cutting edge, you need to sing for hours every day. Hours every day. Every day. 
the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, until he retired, 4 a.m. to 6. He has a basketball court in his house. That's excellence. Excellent people, they are passionate about what you do. You will see it near them. When they jump from bed, next thing, they are at it. Basketball, small one in his house. He would throw in balls from every part till 6 a.m. Nobody's watching, nobody's clapping, but it makes the difference the day they are playing the game. Repeated practice, constant training. I read a biography of one of the greatest musicians. His name is Mozart. Mozart started playing the keyboard at the age of six. Yeah. His father trained him to play keyboard at the age of six. By 12, he started playing public. And Mozart is known to be a musician who won't spend a day without time with a keyboard. Without time with a keyboard. Without hours every day with a keyboard. Somebody said repeated practice. So what are you good at? How often are you working at it? Every good footballer will tell you if they don't play football for just two weeks, their performance will go down. Is it true, Richard? Two weeks. That's why even all the professional players in Europe, when they come on holidays for break, in the morning they go to play. Repeated practice. If you want to be excellent, you must find out what you do and do it every day at a time when nobody is seeing it. Because until you do it a lot when nobody is seeing it, nobody will ever see you. Excellence is developed by committing yourself to excellent performance everywhere you are. Hello? Everywhere you are. Everything you do. One of the things I've seen, especially for people in ministry, is that people give out their best when they know, one, it's a big platform, two, they're going to get money. And they don't care about their performance if they are sure they won't get any money. Some of those pastors who charge money, go to them with no money and see whether they will attend to you. Hallelujah. But Joseph, when he was interpreting the dream in the prison, they didn't pay him any money. He just did it. Because excellence must be a lifestyle that marks every performance of yours. Whether you're going to get money out of it or not, you just do it. Because the day somebody is going to notice you and introduce you to the top is a day when you may be doing it for no money. There are people who won't sing well until you pay them. There are people who won't play the keyboard well until you pay them. But excellence is excellence. If you are excellent, you have to commit to it. The practice of excellence everywhere you are, in everything you do, anytime, then it becomes a habit. If you perform excellence once a while, you are not an excellent person. Oh, you are good all the time. Once a while, very good. You are not excellent. When you say somebody is excellent, it means that predictably, everywhere you find him, every time anything is doing, it is predictable that he will be excellent. May God bless your life. And give you grace to excel in whatever God has called you to do. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May God give you grace to be the head and not the tail. You are too good to be under. You deserve to be at the top. You didn't hear me. I said you belong to the top. You deserve to be at the top. May the spirit of God help you to come to the place of excellence. I plead with you. Don't choose career because of money. 
You will be poor. Choose your career because of what is inside of you, your gift. When I started preaching, nobody pays me money. I didn't know there was something called salary. When I started preaching, I was surrounded with so much poor people. I was poor myself. Today, I am not poor. Even if you pray for it, it won't happen. Discover what you have. No matter how people despise it, develop it. Because you belong to the top. Clap for Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's pray.